Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my tired fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is November 28th, 1998. Yeah, it is. Those uh, Thanksgiving leftovers have got you feeling uh, a little groggy, huh? All that, what is it called? It's tri... Tryptophan. Yeah, tryptophan. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I was going to say it was my macaroni and cheese. Well, your macaroni and cheese was delicious, but I don't think it's responsible for the sleepiness. Well, anyway, um, if we didn't say it before, happy Thanksgiving a few days ago, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. But we have some things to talk about, everyone. We do. First, I'm going to let you know about Robert De Niro and how he's still pissed off. Okay. Robert De Niro still fumes over a French judge who questioned him about a prostitution ring. Interesting. Cross France off the list of Robert De Niro's favorite places to visit. In an interview published Saturday in the Daily La Figaro, De Niro said he's still fuming over his treatment by a French judge who questioned him this year in connection with a criminal case involving a prostitution ring. De Niro denied he ever said he would give up his Legion of Honor award or that he would never return to France after his questioning. I simply said I was tempted to do that, De Niro said. So, is he involved in French prostitution? I don't know. This article says nothing about whether or not he's actually involved in it. He's still pissed off about being questioned. Uh, at the risk of having you pissed off at me, Mr. De Niro. Do you deny? I mean, my assumption would be that if he's pissed at being questioned, he probably is innocent because a guilty person wouldn't be pissed about being asked. I guess that's true. From what I've heard, too, he has a penchant. Or the uh, darker-skinned ladies, shall we say. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lot of those in France. I guess. Uh, Arnold says yes to the body. Okay. And an even, an even better-known body will attend inaugural ceremonies for the body. Arnold Schwarzenegger plans to attend the January 4th swearing-in ceremonies for governor-elect Jesse Ventura. We're... <laughs> So, he, I we didn't we don't sorry to talk about politics, everybody. But Jesse Ventura won his election for governor of Minnesota. Jesse the Body Ventura. He, he would like to be known as Jesse the Mind Ventura now. What? What? Ex professional wrestler Jesse Ventura is governor of the state of Minnesota. Okay. A progressive party candidate. But I'm sorry, I guess I was a little behind here. You don't know about Jesse Ventura. Because I don't know about Jesse Ventura. Let me school you something about Jesse Ventura. You don't know I was out there in the... (laughs) I was out there in the shit in Vietnam. We were in the Mekong Delta. So, (laughs) Governor... Governor... Governor Jesse Ventura. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, famous actor and... Uh, one-time co-star of Jesse Ventura is attending the inauguration for Governor Ventura. When is Arnold going to run for governor? That's what I want to know. Because he's talked about doing uh, politics or whatever, but obviously he can't. I'll be back. Because, because 
<laughs> he is not American born. Wait, he can't do politics at all? He just can't run for president, He right? can't be president. He's talked about, like, you know, I'd like to be president. Well, <laughs> yeah, can't you can't be, do that. I can't be president because I'm not a natural born citizen. I really... But I could be governor can't of a state I can't pronounce. I re- California. I really can't picture that. I mean, like... Yeah. I know uh, Reagan did it, but... Ronald Reagan, famously. And apparently now this Ventura dude's doing it, but I mean, I don't think that's a real easy crossover. Actor slash professional wrestler slash governor of an entire fucking state. Right. He lives right... I mean, he lives... Uh, Minnesota's right, right by us. That is not a drag career path. No. No, he was in The Running Man, though, so... He ran for this office. Oh, jeez. Okay. Won. Good Let me tell him. you something about the running man. Um, Carol, have you heard about this Y2K? Um, you mean the fact that like the year 2000 is coming? Y2K bug fixes cost millions. Well, I mean, I've heard people talk about their fear of a Y2K bug, but I wasn't aware that there was one that existed and needed fixing for millions of dollars. Well, it says, okay, so the metro area scrambles to avoid January 1st, 2000 computer crashes. So for those of you that don't know, um, way back when, when computers first started or whatever, when they were on giant punch cards and they took up an entire room, they decided to save some room Writing the date out by instead of saying 19, like, let's say 98, as many of us do, they just abbreviated to that little, uh, uh, whatever, uh, it's the co- the sky comma, what the fuck do you call it? A colon? No! Apostrophe. There you go. <laughs> Apostrophe 98. So, now, apparently, when 2000 hits, computers are going to be like, what the fuck, it's 2098! And they're going to, like explode or something 2098 yeah they're not going to know that it's not they're going to reset to 1900 or whatever and then the computers are all going to say we shouldn't exist and they're all going to blink out of existence which means 2098 would not be the uh the year yeah like i said i don't know what the fuck's going to happen no one knows what's going to happen you're looking at me crazy like i'm being because crazy. you said 2098 well okay so oh yeah because it's zero zero yeah, it's gonna think it's. They're gonna think it's nineteen hundred. Exactly, and they're all gonna crash. There you go. Exterminating the so-called Millennium Bug from local government computers already has cost Metro Detroit taxpayers fifty million dollars. But how are they fixing something that hasn't even happened yet? But there's still no guarantee that all the problems will be fixed by the year two thousand because they're rewriting the the computer code that the language oh. that they speak. So that it's four digits for the year instead of two digits. Okay, well, that makes sense. So the thing can figure it out. The computer can figure it out. I get that. That could mean big headaches for citizens, including everything from disrupting household computers and 911 emergency systems to fouling up school bells. If computer systems do not function properly, it could hamper tax collection. Oh, that, that would be a shame. <laughs> to delay pension payments. And even increase the risk of vehicle accidents due to malfunctioning traffic lights on country roads, Wayne County Auditor General Brendan Dunleavy warned in an audit. Um, The 2000 bug, known as the Y2K bug, results from the fact that computers recognize any year as having a 19 prefix. So, okay, I, I get it, but like... 
Here's what I don't understand about this year 2000 thing. Okay. Like, or the Y2K bug, which I, by the way, don't think anything is going to happen. But um, if a computer, like, if the date clicks over and it says, oh, it's 1900, what what's the computer going to do? I, I don't know. I mean... Is the computer just going to be like, oh, uh, like like government computers? It goes to nineteen hundred, and the uh, computers are like, oh, fuck, fucking launch all the nukes then. Well, it's nineteen hundred. The the nuclear weapon shouldn't be here. Just launch them all, please. I I don't think that would happen. But I mean, like, if you have say like a bank account, they might be like, oh, well, you didn't have money in nineteen hundred, so that might go away. But why? Why would that go away? Why would that be dependent upon the date? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't I, I don't think it's any... I think it's much ado about nothing. That's well, what I think. I guess we'll see. I hope yeah, you're right. We will see. Um, But you know what else we'll see, Carol? What? We will see... Well, we already saw a movie. <laughs> so we talked about seeing Meet Joseph Black. Mm-hmm. We were going to see Meet Joseph Black. Yeah, and then he saw that it was three hours long and he freaked out. <laughs> Okay, yep, that's what happens. I was going to build up to that, like, more. I, you could maybe have heard me, like, uh, having an escalating uh, series of things I was saying, but sure. Uh, yes, it was three hours long, and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to meet Joseph Black that badly. It's not like we've never seen three-hour-long movies. Yeah, you know what the last one we saw was? Titanic. Oh, yeah. I was going to say The English Patient. Ugh. Exactly. That's what I was afraid of. And The Titanic was, you know, fine. It was Titanic was amazing. Rose is still an awful person. Pearl Harbor. Wasn't that three hours long? I don't know what that is. What's the movie? Where the D-Day movie with uh, Tom Hanks? The D-Day movie with Tom Hanks? Uh-huh. What that we ta- just did recently? What are you talking about? Oh, the war sa- movie that saving, we watched. Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, that one. Okay. They haven't made a movie about Pearl Harbor as far as I know, except for, I guess, South Pacific. Is that about Pearl Harbor? I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to keep the war movie straight. but From Here to Eternity, maybe? But yeah. Um, uh, Wasn't that three hours long, Private Ryan? I don't think it was quite three hours long. It was, it was long. Close. It was like 240 or something like that, but I don't think it was quite three hours. But that was also a good movie. Yeah. I guess maybe we should have seen Meet Joseph Black. Maybe we should have, because maybe it would have been a better fucking movie. You know, you you weren't uh, super keen on seeing it either. I was more keen on seeing that than uh, the movie oh, we saw. It's my fault now, huh? Uh-huh. It's my fault that we watched this. Yes. Um, wow, you are something else. <laughs> um, we also contemplated seeing Ringmaster, the Jerry Springer, uh, this is my talk show, but it's a fake. Yeah, like, that looks stupid. But I think his talk show is also sometimes fake anyway. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing's dumb. Uh, so we didn't watch that either. Instead, we saw The Water Boy. Yes, yes, we did. Carol, I have to ask you a question. Sure. I heard you laughing several times in the theater. Were you wa- laughing with the movie or at the movie? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it was a really bad and stupid movie, but it 
did kind of tickle my funny bone a few times. See, that's somewhat surprising to me. Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, watching all these terrible movies, I'm, like, getting worn down to desensitize to the badness. So are you ashamed of yourself? A little bit. Okay. What did you think of the movie? I thought this movie fucking sucked. Did you? Yes. See, that surprises me. This is the kind of thing you usually like. Wow. Well, okay. you do. Because I'm an idiot. No, because you tend to like slapstick kind of humor. So I hate Adam Sandler, I think. <laughs> okay. We saw Tell us how the, you really feel. We saw The Wedding Singer earlier this year. Which was good. Which I liked a lot. It trends a lot on 80s nostalgia. But it also... So some of the, the humor in that is applicable to this, too. I have noticed a trend in Adam Sandler movies. Um... He really likes making fun of people that are different. Yeah. Like, it seems like that is his, uh, whatever, uh, raison d'etre, is to um, to make films that make fun of people that are not, you know, whatever you would consider average. Okay. If there's anything about the, a person that is off in any way, there's a guy that has a glass eye, and talk. There's another guy that talks funny, with a big Creole accent, and that's a big joke in this movie. You could say that Bobby Boucher, the the titular water boy himself, is a, a subject of ridicule in some oh, way because of, sure. because of of how he is. And Did, it's like, is he supposed to be? I I don't understand this. Is he supposed to be stupid or not? I don't know. It's confusing because he certainly talks as though he's stupid. He talks as though he's, he talks as though he's stupid. He talk yeah yeah either mentally slow or stupid. He talks that way, and his father, who we see a picture of and then later meets in the at the end of the movie, also talks that way. And his eyes do that thing that you know like it just like imagine someone doing a stereotypical like mentally handicapped person yeah. with with their eyes. That's what he's doing. Um. And it's like, so is he supposed to be dumb? But also, then he gets a 97 on his his high school equivalency. Was now, that Granted, he's 31 years old, but... But was that 97%? Because it was 300 questions. So when they said he got 97, I at first thought he got 97 out of 300. But I feel like that probably would have been a failing grade. Yes. And he passed. If so. you do the math, that's correct. That would be a failing grade. But it was weird. No, I, I, I think he got a 97%. And they were like, it's so weird. The, the, movie, the movie puts obstacles in our way only, I think, because the screenwriters, Adam Sandler and Tom, uh, Tom Hurley or whatever the fuck his name is, who wrote, who's written every one of Adam Sandler's movies so far, as far as okay. I can tell, uh, Abby Gilmore and and Billy Madison and and the way even the wedding singer. Well, the and, wedding singer was good. The rest of them sucked. And this movie, um, but they you know they they wrote this together, and I think they only write in those obstacles because they they like say to themselves, well, this is what a movie's supposed to have. Uh, a movie's supposed to have obstacles, but the obstacles then are are immediately taken care of with no problem whatsoever. Right. He's playing football, and his rival coach or whatever, the, the coach for the other team's like, guess what? 
you didn't fucking go to high school. You were homeschooled. So the NCAA says you shouldn't be able to play. And they were like, oh, my God, this is a problem. The very next scene, the coach is like, so I talked to the NCAA, and they're going to let you play as long as you pass a high school equivalency. And we're like, oh, my God, but he's such an idiot. He doesn't know anything. Right. And then he takes the t- – like, he studies one night, and then he takes the test, and he gets a 97. And it's like, oh, okay. And this, these are, like, four scenes back to back to back. And it's like, oh, okay, so th- that problem is just solved then. There's no need for any dramatic tension. I got to say, I, I've taken the high school equivalency, and it's yeah. nowhere – it's not hard. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, him passing it, you know, I, I didn't really anticipate he would be based on the character, but, I mean, it's also not, like, a super hard test, so. Yeah. Um, technically, I can't really say much about this movie. It is the most cookie-cutter. Frank Carosi uh, or whatever uh, directed this movie. Um, he previously directed uh, The Wedding Singer earlier this year, and that was his, I believe that was his first feature film. Uh it's fine. It's not. It's not as visually imaginative as that as that as the wedding singer was. Mm-hmm. There's not nearly as much going on here. Um, but it's like I said. It's the most cookie cutter direction. It's it's competent is the most I can say about it. But it's it's very bland. Like yeah. I mean, it's it's wide angle shots because that's comedy framing. Uh, you know, you you frame someone close up. With a wide angle lens, and it you know it ha- it it has more of a comedic effect, um, you know the the I mean it's everything about it is exactly what you would do. It's like he, it's like he he just looked at all the um, all the technical aspects of like any comedy, and was like, oh, let's do that, that, yeah, that, and that. It did it did feel a bit cutter. I'll give you that. Um, at one point. They do a they do a crossfade shot to uh, where he's like I wonder what Mama's doing right now. And they do a crossfade shot to a literally like a four second scene of her playing badminton with their their Horse. Uh, donkey, I believe donkey. it is. Okay, and then we cut back and it's like comedy, I guess. I don't like there are so there are no jokes in this movie. There are no like there is no setup and payoff jokes in this movie. Most of the jokes in this movie are, oh, there's a guy in the stand that's dumb. And he says things that are dumb. Like, he says, like, man, he tackles uh, better than Joe Montana. And the guy's like, Joe Montana was a quarterback. And he's like, I said Joe Montana, the actor. And it's like, that's funny, I guess. No, I mean, the the times when it was trying to be funny like that, I didn't think came through as funny at all. The, uh, the, entire, the entire movie was trying to be funny and failing, where they were like, he's visualizing the entire team as fucking uh, Fonzie. Like, yeah, that was fucked up. But you laughed. Did I? Yes. At that? Yes, you did. Well, okay, what what I found There was one thing that I thought was kind of funny. But go ahead. Tell me what, what you What what I you found funny, what made me laugh is when he's Blame on the me for this movie, but you loved it. I did not love it. When he's on the field uh-huh. and he's getting ready to tackle somebody and he's picturing like them weird. He starts talking out loud like he's talking to whoever he's picturing them as. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the person looks freaked out. And that's funny to me. Like, that was funny. 
There was one thing that I thought was funny, and I think it was funny because it was. It's going to sound weird when I call, when I describe this as subtle, but I think to me it's 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 not screaming. This is a joke. Okay, and that's why I think it's subtle because it lets the humor of the situation work on the audience. So his big thing, the water boy's big thing, is he's been teased by assholes his entire life. Everyone hates him, including his current team. Uh, and they they mess with him in the stupidest of ways, where they're like, let's crash into the fucking water he's trying to serve us so yeah. we die of thirst. That, that was stupid. Or like, let me spit in this thing of water that he's making for us. That's your fucking water. Well, like, I, I don't understand that. My, I, I'm questioning, though, too, like, how is he making water? And well, he's is not making water. water boy, like, a thing for real? Yes. Because... Like, I don't know, the other team was talking about they tried to get their towel boy or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so water boy is a real thing, but I don't think that, um, I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's mostly just like high school. Okay. I don't know that they really have them in college. I I mean, there must, I guess there must be somebody that's in charge of like, but usually I, I would assume it's like an assistant coach or something. Yeah. But anyway, the one thing that I thought worked was... It's early, kind of early on in his football playing career. He's he's thinking about all the people that have like have been mean to him, and like you know he's like trying to visualize to get this anger up and everything. And the offense is getting ready to snap the ball, and they're standing there and everything. And he's just pacing back and forth, his arms like wildly waving as he rants to himself and shit mm-hmm. while. They're waiting to snap the ball. And if I was the opposing quarterback, I would be fucking terrified of just some lunatic, like, (laughs) you know, like, and and who can run that fast and tackle that much. Um, But uh, that I thought was funny. And then maybe, um, uh, what's her name? Faruka? Faruska? Mm -hmm. Faruka. Uh, I think. Faruka Balk. Um, fucking stole every scene she's in. Yeah, she's amazing. She was fantastic. She ate the heads off of tiny alligators, though, that the mom had grilled. And I'm trying to understand if that's a real thing that people eat. I don't think so. Or was that supposed to be a joke, too? I think that's a joke. That's the other thing. It's like making fun of people in Louisiana. Look at all these dumb assholes in Louisiana. Look at all the shit they eat. And it's like, I don't... To me, like I said, to me, that's like making fun of that's making fun of somebody that's different. Yeah. Well, I didn't like the in the beginning of the movie, the team he was working for gave him a note that said, uh, you're stupid. Kill yourself or something like that. Yeah. And that, that's the thing to me. There's so much of the comedy in this movie comes off as mean spirited yeah. and just like angry. And it doesn't. It doesn't work for me. None of it works for me. It wasn't funny to me. And it just, yeah, it just, it comes off as just mean. I want to know why his mom changed her mind. Like, his mom um, was like this psycho holding on to him too tight, telling women are the devil, right? And then Veruca, or whatever the fuck her name is, Mm -hmm. comes into his life. And at the end of the movie, he gets married to her, and the mom's all like, oh, I love you so much. And she's like, mom. And, like, they're all close. And it's like, what what, what happened? A bunch of people came uh, holding candles to the uh, hospital room and chanted Waterboy and said, we love you. 
Uh-huh. And then Rob Schneider said that you could do it or whatever. I don't. I Again, don't. that's fucking comedy. Rob Schneider screaming, you could do it. All night long. I can do it. I can cash paychecks because <laughs> my, my best friend growing up puts me in every movie. <laughs> I'm a third-rate comedian. I can do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He sucks. I hate Rob Schneider. And I don't like Adam Sandler either. His, these movies are... He like he is one for four. Yeah. Kathy Bates is in this movie, and like I don't, I thought she was better than this. So did I. I'm so disappointed that she agreed to do this movie. Yeah. She's a fantastic. She's an Academy Award winner. Yeah, she's amazing. She shouldn't be doing this bullshit. And she's an Academy Award winner, and she and she's she's sitting there saying lines like, "Oh, you'd play in the foosball." Yeah. It's like, come on. But she must have got paid a lot of money for this. I, I, I guess. I can't imagine this movie's going to make that much money. Oh, my God. Well, his movie seemed to make money for whatever reason. I don't know why. I mean, I also, I like the uh, CD thing or whatever that he made, like, with, like, Lunch Lady Land and stuff on it. Like, oh, that, yeah, yeah, That yeah. stuff's funny. Like, he's not entirely unfunny. I don't know. I don't know. I man. don't like the way he played this character, though. Like, the way he talked and stuff. I don't know. Uh, mama said, uh, uh, Abigail got too much teeth. You know, it's like, yeah, it, like it's, it seems like he was trying to play someone with like a mental deficiency or something like that, mm-hmm. but not doing it in a respectful way at, at all. And I don't think he could, I don't think he's a good enough actor to do any kind of respectful take on something yeah. like that. But like I said, I, he must not be dumb though. Because right. he studied for one night and got a 97% on the test. Yeah, I'm good for him. So, like, I guess he's just super sheltered. But his dad is also dumb. Yeah. But, you know, in the end of the movie, he's not sheltered anymore at all. So No, he's going to have sex. And, like, <laughs> That's weird, too, that everybody's like, oh, her, her, his mom's like, have fun becoming a man. And, like, it's everybody's, like, what the like fuck? talking about how he's going to go do it. And I guess that's the theme of the movie is like growing up, becoming a man, becoming your own person, uh, using anger to win. I like, uh, I don't know, but like, I guess that's the theme, but they really fucking beat the, beat us over the head with it. Uh, yeah. she's like, well, you're not a man yet. Oh, come have fun becoming a man. Oh, see breasts. That's becoming a man. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, not a great movie. No, no, that's, that's, that's an understatement. But. It did make me giggle. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, would you recommend this movie? Um, If you like Adam Sandler, then yes. I would say, even if you like Adam Sandler, give this a pass. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Maybe rent it. Yeah. You could don't definitely wait to rent it. your money. It was half the time of Meet Joe Black. Yeah. And probably half as good. <laughs> And just the same amount for a ticket, so. Yeah, I don't. I really wish I would have been like, you know what? We can we can spend another fucking hour and a half. <laughs> just wasn't feeling it, though. Oh, I really wasn't. It's just not the time of year for me, Joseph Black. I don't know. I mean, I get it. He's death and falls in love, and it's like, oh, no one can die now or whatever. Well, Brad Pitt's in it, so that makes it a good movie, and... He looks kind of like uh, Louis from Interview with the Vampire. So Louis. 
Which one is that? Uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt plays Louis? Yeah. So he looks kind of like himself? I'm th- the character, like the way that the, he looks I would in the say preview. he probably looks exactly like that <sighs> I'm character. I'm saying like death reminded me of the vampire. The vampire Lestat? Yeah. No, that's, Louis. That's Tom Cruise. Yeah. That's Thomas Mpoffer or whatever his real name is. Sure. Did you know that? That's his real name? No. Real name isn't Cruz. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, anyway. Mission Impossible, this movie. No. Is this movie, enjoying this movie is Mission Impossible. I don't want to see Mission Impossible. We already saw it. I didn't want to see Mission Impossible. We see too many fucking movies. I can't keep them straight anymore. Yeah, we already saw Mission Impossible and we talked about it. Yeah. Came out two years ago. Tom Cruise hanging from a thing in the ceiling. From the wire. That's right. Yeah, you got it. You got it now. (laughs) And John Voight's uh, exploding in a fucking uh, helicopter. I still hate John Voight. Oh, my God. It was a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, Whole thing was terrible. This was a terrible movie. Don't see it. Don't don't support Adam Sandler. Or, you know, see it, enjoy your popcorn and laugh a little. I guess. I mean, I don't know. This this movie this movie was an utter failure on every level to me. With the exception of Henry Winkler is always delightful. Um that's Fonzie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy Bates is fantastic. And like I said, uh Faruka Bulk, uh, I always want to say Veruca Saltz. Stole the movie. Yes, she did an excellent job. Ah, but that is the episode for the week, Carol. All right, so you can write us at latefee1994 at com. Do that. If you uh, happen to see Meet Joe Black, let us know if you would recommend that we see it too. Mama says you should go to retrolatefee.com. <laughs> right, check out our website there. And uh, share the tape with your friends. Oh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.